Hey, this is It's All Downhill, and I'm Christy Brannon. Today, I'm talking to Keegan O'Neill. They're a stand-up comedian who just moved from Seattle to LA. You can follow them on Twitter or Instagram at OKO'Neill, which I'll put in the show notes so that you know how to spell it, and also any links that I can find to some of the independent projects and um, film stuff that they've been working on. Enjoy! Uh, you sent me your story is that you, you're a comedian, obviously, and yeah. it's because and, of spite. <laughs> yeah. And my name is Keegan O'Neill. I'm a spiteful comedian. Which uh, I love. I love it. Yeah. I, my, my, um, my brother had done stand up for like a long time around like our small town and stuff. And just like, everybody was like, oh, that guy's a comic. That guy's a comic. And I didn't think he was very funny. Does he uh, stand up? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I still don't think he's very funny. Damn. Uh, yeah, yeah, suck it. <laughs> Sean O'Neill of Camas, Washington, Portland, Oregon. Uh, wow. Yeah, he's he's still doing it. Sometimes he's uh, he's fell off the boat a little bit, but he he gets back on. He's he's a worker. He's a writer. Sweet I can't stuff. watch him do stand up. Yeah, no, I I just kind of was like, you know what? I bet I can, I bet I can do this. And I always was like a clown and kind of a dumbass. So. I, I was like, I bet I could do that. I re- always really wanted to try. So like six years ago now, I wrote some jokes haphazardly and went and did them at a mic. And it went so well the first time that I thought it would go well the next times. And it didn't. But <laughs> Yep. That seems, that sounds familiar. Yeah. It's, it's weird that like the first time you do it, it always seems like I think idealistic you, you hear like a couple laughs and it feels like the whole room and then later on like you start listening to yourself back and you can tell like two people laughed and they were very drunk <laughs> oh yeah yeah definitely I just I, straight up I just post videos of myself getting like three laughs now like I'm just <laughs> like I'm like oh yeah this is a video from me from uh, Mike with four people there so I'm just gonna post this video that and, works yeah but yeah, no, I, I just kind of, and I've kept doing it based around spite. Like, like, but when I was moving down here, I talked to some people and they were like, oh, everybody moves to LA too early and blah, blah, blah. I was like, I always, I was like, I'll see you, see you in six months or something like that. And I was like, all right, fucker. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm <laughs> going to do this just to spite you at this point, because why not? Yeah. Now you're trapped here for at least six months. So. Oh yeah. At least six months. Like, <laughs> and I don't have a car, so I'm trapped here for probably... Till you get a car, basically. Yeah, and that's not. I don't have a job, so this is this is the, the sad. The <laughs> so th- in yeah. some ways, you made it. <laughs> yeah, I made it. I don't have a job. All I do is stand up and like work on old movie shit that I filmed so long ago and never did anything with. So that's where we're at here. That sounds. That's where we're at. Good though. When did you decide? When did you decide to move down to LA? Like, what made you decide that? Uh, well, I was going to move to New York. I have a lot of people in New York Mm. and, um, the person I was with really wanted to move to LA and had family down here and then just kind of won me over on it. And then we, we broke up, but I spitefully didn't want to change my plans. Yeah. We go back there. And then also I had, I had never been down here and I didn't know very many people down here. So I thought I've never done that before. I've never moved somewhere where I know three people and we're not that close, you know? So I just, uh, I think, yeah. And I also was in a manic episode. Like I have, I have bipolar disorder type one. And so I will lose time and do wacky, dumb bullshit 
that's like irrational and not fun. And I made all the preparations for moving down here while I was in a manic episode. And I kind of came to near the end and was like, oh, oh, well, I guess I paid first, last and deposit in L.A., that's so, cool. Here you are. <laughs> here I am. I after after that, I just kind of like accepted that this is where I was going. And honestly, I I got down here within a week. I fell in love with it, and I have a really good time here. I, yeah. I, I like it. I uh, I never thought I would, but I now I'm a long hair who lives out here. I'm, I just started buying a bunch of chambray shirts, and I'm cutting all my jeans in the shorts. Let's see what's going. I'm getting my Birkenstocks shipped out so I can not ever wear real shoes ever again. Hell yeah. You're, yeah. you're just about there. You need like a Hawaiian shirt and that's it. Yeah, I need, I need to get buffeted. Yeah. I need to go full buffet. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I'm going to get really long skinny cigarettes and I don't know, maybe, maybe some kind of a bird companion. Oh, please. Just like right, get a bike, get a fixed gear bike. Oh, I have a bike. Well then take that with your bird companion. Just ride around Echo Park, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. I, I, uh. <laughs> People ask me if I want to go hang out in Echo Park and it's not that far away, you know, but yeah. it's always no, almost. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, all right, well, I could take the bus and be there in half an hour, or I could not do that and not go there. <laughs> and just not be just there. Not, yeah, just not be there. I've never been, I don't think I've ever really been to Echo Park, unless that show we went to is in Echo Park. Um, I think it was more Los Feliz. Or Silver Lake. Yeah. Yeah. This is that, this is that, that local talk now. Cause now, we're, <laughs> now I'm local. We're, we're such locals. We just yeah. know I've only been here for about a year. Yeah. I'm an LA comic now. That's what I am. I'm, I'm a cool, I'm a cool, badass LA comic guy. Who's uh, now, uh, who's, I, I don't fucking know. I, I have no <laughs> idea why I'm here. I, I you it's, asked me to be on this. Yeah. You asked me to be on this podcast for why I do the things I do. And like, literally I can sum it up in one sentence. Nothing else makes sense. Like yeah. I only do this stuff cause it's just what I want to do at the time. It's what I want to do now. It's, I can't imagine me doing anything else for the rest of my life other than like what I life's short. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to wait for my life to be over. <laughs> I just want to make dumb movies and talk into <laughs> a microphone. Uh, that's so true though. Uh, what movies are you working on now? Uh, I just finished a movie called Selfish Son that I, uh, f- me and a bunch of people filmed back in uh, September. Was that I in think. Seattle? Yeah. Uh, we filmed it in New York. We filmed it in Brooklyn, and uh, it was the same. A bunch of the same people I worked on with uh, from a Seattle film that we made last year called Phantom Mary. Uh, we're basically just hella low budget, putting well, not to be a lot of people went into a lot of debt to make these movies (laughs) but uh we just make these movies that are just passion projects for the writer and um this last one I did a lot of director work on it and I edited it and it's I'm actually very proud of it it's that's awesome uh, yeah it's I I went in and there was a it's really dark script and I just saw things I I remember being there and just being like I gotta make this funnier and yeah. so I like, I like, as we were shooting was punching things up and like changing stuff with the director and with the, like the director, writer, actors, like all of them, like the director, writer, actor, cause he was trying to do all at the same time, which right. I'm going to say this right now. If you don't, if you're working on a full length movie and this is one of my best friends, don't do that. 
it is a, it is gonna age you prematurely it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it and sounds like a lot yeah and it puts a lot of pressure on everyone around you <laughs> i'm fine uh, yeah <laughs> no we it. just never do it again <laughs> yeah we just finished and uh uh just went out and applied for festivals that are all canceled because uh, yeah yeah but that's cool just onward and upwards right we yeah. just keep getting going i guess so what are you working on now yeah, I have been watching and cataloging every Shrek movie, every part of a Shrek franchise. This isn't this is every time I tell someone this, they think it's a joke, but it's not. It's I <laughs> I I think that Shrek, on a whole, every part of that franchise has a lot of like really strong cultural relevance and political like. It's 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 very it's a very political franchise, and people don't realize it. It's political. Yeah, it's it it touches on a lot of like very touchy like cultural subjects and uh political and I'm not smart. <laughs> I'm not good at words per se. So I'm I which is funny cuz all I fucking do is talk. But <laughs> uh basically all like the like like look at the first Shrek film. It like opens with just like a, a kind of a weird mix of uh, displacing indigenous people as well as just gentrification as a whole, and it, it goes all the way through that to touch on like body dysmorphia. <laughs> I think this is so funny because you're so right. Like that's yeah, what's no, making me laugh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very. And then you look at the second one; it dives into and look at like these, even the side characters. There's a lot of like visibility of queer people. Like if you look at the stepsisters, oh yeah, uh, the, the evil stepsisters. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say those are yeah. The, the, it's like very uh, and then uh, the wolf crossdresser, uh, and also Pinocchio. Pinocchio wears ladies' underpants. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and as as a queer person, as in a queer adult, I look at that and I think back. Like I bet little little fat queer Keegan felt seen by this. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't, I don't remember a whole lot of my childhood. Maybe that's why I watch Shrek constantly, but, and I, I don't like to talk about Shrek the third. I haven't watched it yet. I've been avoiding it. Mm. Um, I think that one just has a lot more to do with class struggle and like the hierarchy of like royalty, which I don't think applies to us very much, but the class struggle part does for sure. That's and true. yeah, the next the Shrek two what, is all about Which family. one's the one where they like turn them attractive again? Oh, that's Shrek two. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Shrek one, two, good one. Yeah, Shrek two is the best of the franchise. What even happens in the third one? I don't. Like it's, it's, I, I wish if if you're not if you're not posting this like stream or whatever, I wish they could see my face because <laughs> it's the thing is it's, it's just it, okay. So the third Shrek film. <laughs> I'm definitely posting a, the video somewhere. <laughs> okay, it's a pile of hot hot trash. It's okay. I hate, I hate that it is. I hate that it is. I I wish I liked it. I wish I could love it. I love everything else about the franchise. I, I just, there's a lot of, I feel like they thought they were going to ride their cameos a lot better. Cause there's like, okay, stars of the movie. We got the classics. We got Eddie Murphy as donkey. Mm -hmm. We got Shrek who is, uh, uh, Mike Myers, Mm -hmm. Cameron Diaz as Fiona. But then we introduced these curveballs. We got Justin Timberlake. Oh, yeah, that's right. King Arthur, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And then we got Eric Idle as Merlin. 
Oh, damn. And they tried to ride that. They tried to be like, these people are popular at the time. But the script was trash. It made no fucking sense. It was all over the place. It was trying to take, it was taking all like the elements of like the last movies that worked and just like trying to rehash them again. But the thing about it though, is that like, it didn't introduce anything new. And the cool thing about the Shrek franchise, constantly growing and changing. That's all I'm saying is that that. I feel that. It grows with the times. It updates with the times. And then it starts touching into like more personal. You, you, as I had you to Google it to see oh, what's yeah. happening. Just like, what? I don't think I even watched the third one. I'm really that now. I feel like part of me thinks that it was a straight to DVD. I think or, I, no. I think I watched the Puss in Boots one instead and was like, this is the third track. Oh, yeah. You could uh, honestly, yeah, put that as the third track. I, I would, I would rather have uh, Antonio Banderas doing um Zora i don't know cat. well yeah but no it's more like it's like a that movie is a heist feature i think it's like him and zach galifianakis as humpty dumpty oh yeah and they're robbing the giant from that's right yeah see it's yeah no see i just i if there's one thing i know a lot about and it does me no good absolutely <laughs> at all it's the shrek franchise i love it somebody has to yeah, I, I don't want to be the Shrek historian, but somebody <laughs> has to do it. You're but right, it yeah. is you. Sometimes, you know, you just feel called to something. <laughs> yeah, nothing else makes sense. <laughs> just yeah. you were born for something in this world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of it is I kind of look like Shrek, I think. I think part of it is I, I, I look like that person. I look like a bastard love child of Shrek and Donkey. Oh, can we talk about one thing real quick? <laughs> how do how does how does donkeys and dragons relationship work (laughs) i hate to turn this into a shrek podcast so we'll move on we will move on after this (laughs) i'm worried about it i don't know Um, i feel like it's i i think it probably is like fish kind of that's how yeah. they made babies. Like okay. the eggs were laid. Well, with you, when you soft shell. It's kind of like a, a chihuahua and a German shepherd. <laughs> yeah. The, the other thing is it sucks that those kids, um, well, actually it's probably good because what kind of monsters would they create uh, that donkeys and dragons kids can't reproduce. They're the fantastical, <laughs> fantastical equivalent of mules. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, that's very true. I think mules Maybe are. Maybe that's what's happening here. Dragons are just a giant, fiery subset of horses. Yeah, they're equestrian. It, it's no equestrian. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're ridden like horses, I guess. In it's some. all animal husbandry of some kind. Is... Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, tying back into Donkey being an animal husband. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, there we go. Um, uh. Yeah amazing yeah i don't i don't even know where to go from there that's the thing. <laughs> i got all caught up i rode the wave of the shrek thing but that's that's just kind of a good wave I, i've been writing an essay i've been making powerpoints um i'm i don't know i'm thinking about what i can do with it but i mostly it's just me going on stage and talking about it it started as someone was like you want to do eight minutes and i was like yeah i don't have anything new and they're like good and then i went up and just started talking about shrek and then it just kind of came 
to where we are now Amazing. of just me watching the movies twice in a row and writing notes. I like it. I'll Thank listen. You. I appreciate that. I appreciate. I'm that. here for the theories. Yes. Yeah. The theory. It's. It, it is very much Shrek theory. Yeah. Shrekology. I love it. Uh, I don't know. I. I feel like. Well. So we're not doing stand up really now. But like, how's that going? How was it like right before you moved down? How is it now? It's good. I. I honestly, it's amazing how much stage time will do for you like and like doing like three mics a day really like yeah yeah it's it's something like I don't know people always say like getting started down here is hard and blah 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 da 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 but like I don't think so I mean I'm sure I'm sure like me doing this and like experiencing the failure and like the like utter lack of like any progress over the course of like five six years uh probably helped me out a lot going into like quiet rooms and just doing stand-up but my material yeah. just keeps growing I just keep moving forward there's something about being down here that just makes you hustle so that's cool yeah I think so too um, and also it's very equalizing like I feel like you move down here and you you expect it to be really hard and like think like man it's gonna take me so long to like make it or do things or whatever and then you get down here and you realize like you could be a series regular on something and you're still doing the same shitty mics as everyone else in oh yeah you could afford like a new kia or something yeah that season like that's like that's what life is really like for most people that are successful honestly like see it and like meet those people Yeah. The biggest thing for me is I just, I just want to get to a point where I can afford this uh, Nissan cube. I've had my eye on. I think 2011 (laughs) Nissan cube looks pretty good. Um, I um, it's on, it's, it's also just like, I I think the big thing about people who are like nervous about coming down here or nervous about like working the stand up thing and everybody who talks about like not growing or changing or like not getting booked and stuff like that. It's just like, you're not those aren't those are the people that aren't like sending out tapes those are the people who aren't like doing the work those are the people who aren't like because it's more than just getting on stage nobody's going to come up to you and be like do you want to do this time at this big show Mm -hmm. it's like yeah you can do as many bar back rooms as you want or you can do like and a lot of times those bar back rooms are great but like you can do like you can feature at a mic you can do all this stuff but like the only way you're going to actually gain any traction is like hitting the ground, meeting people, sending out your tape, doing things like that. And it's like, nobody, nobody wants to put in the time to do like the extra half. Cause that's like the extra half of standups actually like just doing. asking for stuff. Basically. Yeah. You have to yeah. ask. Yeah. Nobody wants to ask. That's been like so hard for me is just like, I think that the hardest part, honestly, is just having the confidence in yourself to ask for what you want and assume like, if they say no that's fine but also like they might say yes Mm -hmm. that's it (laughs) they might say yes and you might get something from it but like the other thing is i have uh not a great tape um but i (laughs) i still send that fucker out to as many people as i can because i'm just like all right this shows i have 10 minutes of material and it's six months old or like eight months old or whatever so it's like Mm -hmm. you know that i've done more than this since then yeah I know any any tape's better than no tape, and any any like progress is better than no progress. I, I that that applies to like all dreams and all like artistic things or all all parts of like careers that you want to do. Is people just don't 
think about like the other half of the work you need to do is like like you can make the greatest art in the world but if you don't show it to people or if you don't fucking like go and meet like the right curator then you're not going to do anything yeah like like that's uh, that's why I was so good at drinking for so long (laughs) it's because like I honestly before I moved to LA I didn't um I hadn't I had worked many jobs I hadn't had a job interview in four years damn yeah, because I just got drunk with who would be my boss. And then they just became my best friend. Like I just made I just made friends and then it was easy as that. And so it's like that's how I got like I have a I have a once a week bar like bar door security bar back job that I'm currently not doing because we do not leave our homes. Right. Yeah. It's it's not even it's not even a shelter in place. It is a stay at home order now. Yeah, uh, it's true. Yeah. And that, that job I legitimately got because I went to an open mic. I did a set. I walked up to the bartender said, Hey, are you guys looking for any extra help? And then the bar manager was right behind me and was like, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. That's amazing. Do you have a resume? And I showed it to her and she's like, all right, cool. Come back on Thursday and we'll get you started. And that's, that's like, that's it. Yeah. And now I am, I'm trying not to drink as much. And that's extremely difficult when you work in a bar like that. Drinking with comedy, I think, especially like drinking or like do it, like smoking, that kind of stuff is like so entwined in it. And I feel like there, there's like a whole subset of sober comics, but I think that's also like part of why some people take like so long to make progress because for like three or four years if you're just going and getting like drunk and not recording your sets and not really remembering what you said because it's fun then yeah. like where are you gonna go with that yeah it's and really easy you, to do because it's really fun oh yeah and if you're gonna get housed <laughs> if you're gonna get shit housed, then you might as well you gotta at least record your sets like, <laughs> you gotta right. at least record your sets and probably even do them like video record them because i recently just the last time i got housed on stage i picked up the microphone stand and kept pointing at people in the audience with it (laughs) that's at least funny looking yeah uh but i um like it's also a thing is like nobody people are afraid to talk to each other Mm -hmm. that's that's another weird thing and that you got to get out there you got to get out there and have people like actually watching your sets and talking to you about them and doing stuff like that and I've uh I had like a and I had a tight knit group of comics that I was friends with and uh in Seattle and stuff like I had I had some cool people that had my back and I had other people that just kind of like had my back to a little to a lesser extent and stuff like that and it's like coming down here and starting starting with nobody's so hard yeah but here I am yeah yeah man I feel like at least like comedy there's a built-in community mm-hmm. i can't imagine moving to a different city with nothing and trying to build up a life in a community around myself with nothing else that i'm doing oh yeah like come like i feel like i've seen so much of this city and i have friends that like have the same goals and stuff and it was like you know it took like a couple months just because you see the same people over and over again eventually you talk to them but like if I just had moved here and isolated and had a job, then I probably wouldn't have friends. I probably would hate it here. Oh yeah. I had I had a friend who moved to Seattle with like no plans, nothing. She just moved. And she she told me that it was like 
she, she it took her like two years to make any friends yeah and i i'm uh, luckily i already knew you when i moved down here yeah. like to uh, like a little bit at least and then just kind of like before i moved down was just like slid into your dms and was like hey can we be friends when i get down there i, I need <laughs> I need literally just anyone, please be my friend. Not that you're like literally anyone. No, I respect that though. That's how, yeah. that's how I felt when I came down here too. A lot of people that I was just like, Hey, remember me? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I saw you at that mic one time. Like I even like, there's a guy down here I ran into on my like first with first week I was here and I literally looked at him and I was like, my guy. And he was like, Hey, kind of like he knew he knew me. And I was like, remember from Seattle, I was the dude at the party with all the cocaine. And he was like, Oh yeah. Oh you. Yeah, totally. And I was like, I don't do that anymore. And he was like, good. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. And that's, that was the end of the conversation. And then it was just like, Hey, you want to come to a mic with me? And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Let's do that. Like, yeah. so it's like, I don't, and yeah, sure. Like, you, you you just gotta get out there and meet some people it'll make it easier yeah yeah, yeah. uh do you feel like you like maybe not because you haven't been here as long but do you feel like your style from seattle is like very seattle and then once you got out here i changed for sure like because i feel like um the way i was doing it in seattle like i was kind of like quieter and like sometimes i would just like look at the floor and then by the time I moved out here, I realized like, well, first of all, newer. So I just was, mm -hmm. shouldn't have been doing that. But also like, I feel like the, the feeling of like doing stand up in Seattle is like a lot more like, I don't know, rest and like chill. And like here, it's a little bit more like, Hey, <laughs> Yeah, it's way in your, it's in your face a little it's bit more. more. Yeah. Well, I was always kind of in your face. <laughs> like <laughs> the fair. big, the biggest change for me since I've been down here is not being able to do as much crowd work. Like, uh, yeah. which was, which was essentially my bread and butter. Like it was all I fucking did. Like I, I basically made it my mission to make a 10 minute tape or a 15 minute tape, which I, which I have, that is absolutely no crowd work. It's just material and that's probably why it's not super great <laughs> but i know it's great I, I like it i have a lot of solid solid jokes in there but i really wish i would have done a lot more of talking to those people in the front row that like very distinct looking very it's yeah. it's a thing it's like i I'll, all i do is i was bullied as a child like really hard and people don't really talk about this as much, but like when you're bullied and you're also like six feet tall in sixth grade and like right. 300 pounds, it's one, you get a really thick skin on a lot of like insulty stuff, but you also get really good at being a bully. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So I got the shit kicked out of me for a long time and got called names. And then I got bigger than literally everyone else. And I uh, became like I'm six five and like I don't know like two thirty right now. We've been in, we've been in isolation for a minute. I might have <laughs> I might have fluctuated, but uh, like now I feel like I'm a fantastic bully, and that just allows me to go on stage and really flex those muscles of just like ribbing people and making little dumb jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's 
that's honestly that's probably what made me more into stand-up in the first place is like i can go up there and make fun of a man's shoes and shirt and he'll laugh at me instead of getting upset yeah i do miss like the the what is it the crowd interaction i guess yeah because there's um there's mostly comedians that open mics here yeah and i think that's why you gotta like find a strong home mic where people know you also Mm -hmm. because that's the best place to do like crowd work because i i started in um i started in olympia washington and there was uh this mic that i did every single week it was one of like two or three mics in town at any time it's the longest running one i think now but it was called vomity and uh at lavoyer co-op uh i heard of that one yeah, it's one of my favorite places in the world. But I went there every single week. And so I got into this really big rut of not being able to like do the same material. Like I I yeah. I felt bad about going up every week and doing like four minutes of just like the same jokes about polyamory or whatever else <laughs> at the time. Or yeah. like yeah, monogamy's cool, right? Like I kept I I I like I got sick of doing all those same jokes, so I just got into doing crowd work and I feel like that's uh really important is to find a mic with even like a very minimal audience or like just a bunch of comics that know you and like you where you can do crowd work and flex those muscles like that because then it's like it really it really helps because it's safe. It's a net. It's a net for sure. What else uh what else do you want to say? Do you want to plug anything? Do you want to talk about shrek some more do you wanna oh god i i i, I could talk about <laughs> save shrek it for, for the podcast yeah. save it for your you know podcast. what yeah uh keep an eye out for the inevitable shrek podcast that i'll have um uh i don't know i've really enjoyed some things that have been coming out recently i don't know um i'm just gonna plug other people's stuff because if people listen to this i want them to check out the, uh it's just people i respect uh whitmer thomas the golden one just came out on hbo that's really good what else do we have here yeah check out selfish son when it comes out Uh, it's i edited it and assistant directed it if you want to watch a really weird long quasi horror love vampire flick then you should check out phantom mary movie that we finished last year Mm -hmm. i don't know go to your local comedy clubs go to your local dive bars i uh i back a a dive bar show more than I do a comedy club show so yeah I do too oh god I love a back room of a bar I love it yeah uh, tip your bartenders when we get back <laughs> to it, they're gonna be in a lot of debt uh oh, yeah um stay safe don't touch each other <laughs> just in general just don't no don't when this interact. is over still don't touch each other that's the message of this yeah if you're listening to this after the the pandemic then just still (laughs) just keep your hands off of each other no just don't do it just don't do it i i i like respect your like desire but i reject your intention yeah yeah perfect i love it (sighs) yeah thank you so much thanks (laughs) yeah thank you Okay, so if you're trying to get motivation to do something new, just do it. Do it out of spite. 
That's the message for today. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever podcasting service you use so you don't miss the next episode. We update every Wednesday. Follow me on social media at Downhill Pod, or if you want to email me, maybe you have comments, maybe you want to be on the podcast, send an email to alldownhillpodcast at gmail.com. This will all be in the show notes, and make sure to follow Keegan at OKO'Neal. Watch the shows they produce. Watch the things that they do. Uh, I'll try to get some links in the show notes for you. Love you. Bye.